welcome back to the Bias Badass podcast. I am your host, Abby, and guys, I have had a rough week. It has been a mentally quite exhausting week. I had to do something really hard in my business last week, and I'm not going to go into detail, which is going to be really frustrating for you guys, but I was basically dreading having to do this. I knew I had to do it. Yeah, I knew I had to do it, and it was just playing on my mind for so long. You know when you're going to sleep, and then you just suddenly think of it, and it's like, I just have to do it. I just had to get it out of the way and do it, and it's kind of the first experience I've had in my business where I've actually kind of taken that step from being self-employed and being a freelancer to actually being a CEO and running a business and it just makes me understand now like everything that you say or you hear sorry about CEOs that it's hard and they have to make really tough decisions that's really what I had to do and I had to be selfish and do what was best for the business and for myself and yeah it was really really tough and to be honest I'm really not sure if I liked it and it kind of made me think I just don't know if I'm ready for those kind of conversations and those type of events to happen in my business and naturally as a business grows those things are going to happen unfortunately and it just made me realize like if you said to me even if you said to me now or even a year ago that when you first start your business, all you want is to be bringing in thousands each month and you want your business to grow. And it's all you think about when you first start a business. But with that comes more people in your team. It comes more money pressures as you start turning over more money, but also more opportunities come as well. But then obviously with all of that, there are negatives to that as well. And it's just impossible to give those situations to someone on day one of starting their business and expect them to be able to deal with it. And I feel like this situation will be really, really good for me in the long run because it's the first kind of really difficult thing I've had to do in my business. And it's the first kind of decision that I had to make that was right for the business, but that I personally didn't want to make that decision. So it's really made me kind of have to step up. Um, But it's made me also think, you know, I'm where I'm meant to be in my business right now. My business is where it's meant to be. And it's made me almost relax a little bit and settle into just accepting where my business is and enjoying the ride and letting me get to these kind of big moments and growing and scaling when it's meant to happen. Because I truly believe that it will happen when I'm personally ready for it. And yeah, like, I'm sorry, this was totally cryptic. But yeah, it was tough. It was tough. And then to add to that, I also had kind of a tough personal situation happen yesterday, which completely took me by surprise. I really wasn't expecting it. And yeah, it really got to me like emotionally. And yeah, that's what I've kind of got to say. It's been a tough week in terms of that. But on the flip side, I kind of wanted to update you following the episode last week. So if you didn't listen, in last week's episode, I was talking about how I've been doing kind of a lot of self-development work over the last kind of two to three months with a life coach actually and we've released what I feel is a lot of blocks kind of mentally for me and really allowing me to take the business to the next level and I actually believe that this situation that happened last week in the business really kind of maybe came from that in terms of the business is now scaling in the way that it needs to but essentially I've really shifted my mindset over the last two to three months and I have had 13 new client inquiries in two weeks. Like, can you believe that? It's absolutely crazy. This has never happened 
before or in the year that I've been running base brands I've never had 13 new clients come to me in two weeks and to be honest like I'm not even actively working for them it's not like I'm emailing them and saying can we jump on a call can we have a chat they are literally coming to me basically every other day I wake up to a message an email or a consultation call already booked in my diary At the moment, I've got so many proposals out right now with new clients that I can barely keep track. And obviously, this is only the first step. Like I've actually got to close these and turn them into clients. But it just makes me feel so great in terms of I really did the hard work over the last two to three months. And now I just feel like the universe is rewarding me. And I'm really kind of sitting in a air of gratitude for all of my current clients, all of the clients I've had before, and all of the new clients that are coming to me. And I genuinely believe it's all because because of my master plan as well. So I really put in place a plan at the end of last year, beginning of this year that I needed to do consistently. And it was mainly around marketing. And literally for the last six weeks, I have ticked every single box that I meant to do every single day when it comes to key initiatives in my business. And yeah, it seems to be working. So in terms of that, it's going really, really well. But it just reminds me of if you guys have seen The Devil Wears Prada, I'm sure you have if you haven't where have you been it's actually just dropped on Netflix in the UAE which is very exciting that might be my Saturday afternoon but do you remember in the movie when he says to her you know when one area of your life starts going really well the others kind of go up in smoke and I kind of feel like that's what's happening in terms of like the business seems to be going well but then obviously I had this personal thing happen and it just shows look you can have it all but you cannot have it all at once and that could not be any more real (laughs) But this leads me really nicely onto today's episode. And the topic that I wanted to talk about today is actually a question that I was asked a while ago. And it was, why do some brands fail and some don't? So some businesses obviously turn into multi-billion, million pound businesses. Some businesses generate enough income for the founder to leave their full-time job and run their own business. Whereas some businesses, they just seem to fail. They just seem to not work. They never quite get their feet off the ground and... And I've actually looked into some stats in terms of this and brace yourself guys because it is not a pretty picture but based on the Bureau of Labour Statistics 20% of businesses fail within the first year, 40% fail within the first three years, within the first five years 50% have failed Within the first 10 years, 65% have failed and it doesn't end there, they keep going. Within the first 15 years, 75% of businesses have failed and 80% fail within the first 20 years. So in summary then, 20% of businesses fail within the first year, 50% fail within the first five years and 80% fail within the first 20 years. Now 20 years is pretty good going actually, but essentially only 20% of businesses will ever make it to kind of a long term business, which is really, really scary. It kind of makes me think, why does anyone start their own business? And then that makes me think, Abs, you started your own business. Like, why on earth would I do that? Why would I leave a nice nine to five job to start my own thing? Why would I leave a nine to five job when the odds are forever not in my favor? Like they're pretty gruesome numbers there. 
But why is it then? Why do only 20% of businesses make it? And this is what I've done a lot of research into and it's really, really interesting. So here are some of the top reasons as to why some brands make it and some brands do not. So if you are thinking of starting a business, do not fall into these pitfalls. If you are running a business currently, I would literally write these points down, stick them on your wall and make sure every single day that you're not doing this in your business and I will be doing exactly the same. But the first thing then is being inauthentic. So this is basically lying to your audience or to your customers. Now, it can also be obviously not asking the right questions. And I think this is where transparency comes in, in terms of sometimes like brands just don't actually know and they might claim something that they think is right, but actually it's not right. So for example, one that came up last week, I don't know if you guys have seen it on the news, but Stanley Cups, which have been the product of the last year, have actually been found to have lead in them, which is obviously very, very harmful, especially for children. So people are literally like ditching their Stanley Cups and they feel kind of really... Uh, misled in terms of that and I would say look from sitting there as a buyer did the buyer necessarily ask the right questions you know what the buyers probably picked out beautiful shapes and beautiful colors handed it over to the tech department the QA department and potentially something's been missed there a lack of communication or maybe Stanley knew all along And they've just casually avoided that and not put it into their marketing. But essentially, look, it's not going to lead to the downfall of Stanley because they're such a big brand. They'll bounce back from it. But I can guarantee you it's had a direct impact on their sales for sure. Even I don't know if you if you remember a few years ago, there was the Kendall Jenner Pepsi advert that kind of played on Black Lives Mattered to essentially sell a fizzy drink. And that did not go down well with Pepsi or with Kendall Jenner, and they both have big, big backlashes. So as a brand, you have to be really, really careful what you're claiming and what you're putting kind of on your packaging, on your website, on your marketing, and making sure that you're not misleading your customers. Because yes, these big brands, they are backed by massive equity funds. I'm sure they can bounce back quite nicely from this. But if you're a smaller brand, it's definitely hard to bounce back from a negative experience. And word of mouth and recommendations in small businesses is absolutely golden. So you definitely definitely don't want to mess that up. But like I said, also make sure as a brand founder that you are asking the right questions, have those honest conversations with your supplier, with your manufacturers. And if you're not sure about something, don't claim it, don't talk about it because it's just not worth doing. Like for example, when I worked for Primark, Primark is probably one of the most ethical retailers on the high street in terms of that kind of value mid price point on the high street. And in terms of what is done behind the scenes to make sure that factories and everyone kind of involved in the supply chain is being treated properly is crazy. Like it's, there's such a high level of detail there and there are hundreds of people in the team to actually do that. Whereas that's not the case in every retailer, but Primark don't shout about that from the rooftops because they know that if they do they will lead to speculation and potentially negative comments so like I said just don't mention it if you're not sure just don't mention it because false advertising is a really really big deal and for example I think a big backlash is coming on sustainable in quotation marks brands at the moment and even influencer marketing we all know those influencers that claim they use a product just because they're getting paid and we know that they do not use that product or they didn't anyway before they got paid so 
Being inauthentic is probably one of the biggest reasons as to why brands fail. And they might not fail from one big catastrophe in one go, but lots of small things kind of added up and the impacts of that will lead to failure. Then the second reason then why brands fail is losing touch with customers. So customers are fickle, unfortunately. They are not loyal to a specific brand. Yes, we talk about customer loyalty. Yes, we talk about brands that we love, but we're not loyal to them. We don't owe those brands anything, you know, and if a better product at a better price comes along, we're probably going to buy from them. Look at the rise of like the Gen Z market, for example. This group, this market did not exist five years ago. Now they are probably have one of the biggest purchasing powers um, in terms of the market at the moment. And if you did not adapt your brand to resonate with those customers, you're going to be losing out right now. And again, the culmination and the impact of that over time, you will definitely notice it. Also, customer needs and shopping habits change all the time. Look at COVID, for example. Yes, that is a bit of an anomaly in terms of the last 10 years, in terms of how the way customers shop has changed. But look at what we started buying during COVID. Look at what we stopped buying during COVID. You know, again, if your business did not adapt to that change in mentality, change in environment and change in situations, your business will probably have gone down after COVID. And so many businesses unfortunately did. Look at when the World Wide Web, the internet was actually started. I'm not even going to pretend to put a date on when the internet started I don't remember life before the internet to be honest but again imagine if right now you didn't have a website that you were selling from again your brand's probably going to find it much harder to survive And I would actually say this is why influencer brands are doing so well at the moment because they are so in touch with their customer. They are talking directly to their customer every single day. They are interacting and they know exactly what their customer wants. They know exactly what is making their customer tick and they constantly change and they constantly adapt to give the customer what they want. So really staying in touch with your customers and not just kind of guessing what you think they want and not changing your brand is another way that your brand could potentially fail. Then we have lacking competitor differentiation. So this one is a biggie. And if you are from a retail background, if you are a buyer, a merchandiser or a designer, we all know about comp shops. We all know about market research and competitor analysis. And as I said a minute ago, most brands do not fail in a catastrophic collapse, you know. Most of them are actually quietly defeated by sameness and not standing out. This is why your USP, so your unique selling proposition and why customers should shop with you is so important. So I'm working with an amazing brand founder actually on a new brand that's launching in the UK in the next few months. It's actually in production right now, which is super exciting. We've been working together for nine months on the brand story and what makes this brand different. The market right now is so saturated. It's really difficult to come up with a product that's totally different because there's so many products, obviously. That's where your brand story and what makes you different is so important. So you can turn a normal product that may already exist into something that customers should buy just by telling the right story and having the right brand values. And this is what most brand founders, in my experience, skip over because they're so excited just to launch. You know, they want to design a beautiful logo. They want to design a beautiful website. They want to start posting on Instagram that they almost just skip straight past 
trust the brand identity and the brand story. I actually also think this is maybe why Topshop failed because, you know, there was nothing that different about Topshop by the end. Like why why were you going to shop in Topshop instead of Zara or even lower price brands like New Look, H&M, ASOS? You know, why would you shop in Topshop? Well, I can't tell you. I couldn't tell you at all. Whereas 10 years ago, Topshop was probably number one in the ladies fashion market. And this leads me really nicely then onto the next reason, which is remaining stagnant. And this is kind of linked to changing customer behaviors, but it kind of focuses on every single area of your business. It doesn't stop once you've done your brand and designed your website and launched your product. You have to keep evolving, whether that's through your marketing, your branding or your product, you have to keep moving, you have to keep going. So I have a client actually who has a brand in the UAE. The brand launched probably about nine months ago and I've been working with them for the last four months. And the brand founder has listened to customers. He's taken on board feedback about the product. He's gone back to the manufacturer to actually change those. He's reinvested into more stock to rebuy lines that are working well, to make changes to the product and buy those lines and introduce new colors. His business is not making money at the moment. I can guarantee you for nine months, he's probably barely breaking evening or actually making a loss, but he is investing back into the business because he knows that it takes time and he knows that he he has to he can't just remain stagnant and expect the results to come same with me for example if you take base brands my business has probably changed significantly three times in the last year the business that I thought I was launching with or that I did launch with a year ago is completely different to the business I have now because you have to move with the market you have to move with what your competitors are doing you have to move with what your customer wants and you have to move with what resonates with you and actually what you feel is the right thing to do And then the next one then, and this is my number one, there's no proven stats behind this, but my number one reason why most businesses fail is inconsistency. I say it all the time on my base brands Instagram, but the one thing you have to do in business is be consistent. Yes, obviously you have to be consistent with the right things, but you have to do it over and over and over again. You are not going to just see results from doing something once. It's a bit like going to the gym. You're not going to go to the gym once and eat healthily for a day and suddenly have the body that you dream of. You have to do it consistently over weeks, over months, over years. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, where consistently for the last six weeks, I've been hitting every single marketing point that I wanted to do in my business. And now look at the outcome. I've had 13 new client inquiries in two weeks. That just shows the power of consistency. I was actually having a chat with someone a few weeks ago about what it takes to start and run a business. And I was saying, yep, so I used to get up at 5 a.m. twice a week and I used to spend my whole Saturday on the business because this was when I had a nine to five job. And every single day I was applying for five freelancer roles. I was reaching out to five potential clients every day and I would do that every single day, seven days a week. And I was telling them all of this and they looked physically scared when I was saying, when I was saying that. And look, it's totally okay. Like not everyone's going to want to do this. And from running a business for a year, I totally understand why. 
I'll tell you another story. I had a client who I worked with a few months ago and she's just launched her brand and her website went live on the Friday. On the Monday, she texts me and she said, Abby, I've had five people on my website and I know for a fact one of them's me, one of them's my husband and two of them are probably family members. She was like, did I do the right thing? Should I just give up? Nobody's coming to my website. And I said to her, but what have you done to actually drive traffic to your website? I said, have you done your email marketing? Have you put it all over social media? Have you been doing stories? Have you been doing content? Are you running paid ads to get clients and get customers to your website? And she said no to all of them. And I said like, it's just not gonna happen overnight. We hear these stories about brands that go viral overnight they it is a lie they do not happen if she had done all of those things that I've just listed consistently I guarantee you she would have had regular traffic on her website so essentially this is my view on why brands fail and it's because brand founders get disheartened they might stop during summer for example they might say right my kids are off school for two three months I don't know how how long kids have off these days you know if they're in Dubai they might be like right Dubai's really hot we're gonna leave and we're gonna go and have a lovely summer together and they actually stop the business for three months and then they completely lose momentum customers completely forget about them like I said customers are not loyal to you and then they give up because they don't see the results and the results are not there because they haven't been consistent I think this could literally turn into a drinking game in terms of how many times Abby can say consistent in the previous 10 minutes so yeah if you haven't got the picture by now consistency is really key and yes sometimes there is obviously a time to stop there's no point keeping doing something for 10 years if it's not the right thing but if you've done the opposite of the first few points that I've just gone through aka you've moved with the market you haven't remained stagnant then this will not happen to you you know and consistency really really will pay off right I promise that's the last time I'm gonna say consistency okay and then our penultimate point then on why brands fail is lack of focus. And we've all heard that lovely saying of if you market to everyone, you are selling to no one. And this is very true. And most people are scared to niche down and focus on one product or one customer type or even one market, for example. I work predominantly with brands in the UAE and they don't just want to focus on the UAE. They say, you know, it's a small market. Yes, it's a good market. It's a small market though. And I'm from the UK or I'm European. So I want to go global you know I want to get into America it's a massive market but I keep saying to them you have to do one thing well do the UAE really really well prove the concept and then you can expand into other markets focus really is key and even myself in my business I had so many products when I first launched and obviously to my business where I'm service-based a product is a service essentially I was offering so many different things even I wasn't clear on my packages someone would say right what can you do for me and I'd say I can do anything for you whereas now I've really niched down in terms of who I'm targeting and what I can actually offer them and my business has grown from actually doing that whereas at the beginning I was scared to only offer certain services because I thought I was potentially cutting off other customers so focus 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 and then the last reason then and the probably the biggest reason which I've just contradicted myself on my previous point but the last reason as to why most brands fail is not having a strategy and this is essentially a culmination of all of the points that I've gone through in this episode but you have to have a strategy when have you ever heard of a successful business without a business plan a brand strategy a business plan a blueprint a roadmap it's all the same thing it's essentially a business plan when have you heard of Primark of Pepsi of 
Kylie Cosmetics not having a business plan, every single one of those is going to have a business plan. So if you want your business to be successful, you have to have a plan. You need to know where you want to get to and how you're going to get there. There's no point just turning up every morning and being like, right, I just want to sell something today because that's not a plan. Like, how are you going to do that? How many do you want to sell? Right, when do you need to reorder? It's so, so important. And this is exactly what Base Brands does. This is exactly what I do for my clients. And it helps us stay consistent, try new things and keep up with the market and stay connected to our customers. If we do all of those things, it's almost impossible to fail. And I say that obviously with a little asterisk next to it because you never know what's going to happen. But in theory, a strategy will definitely put you on the right track. And this is how you stop all of the things above from happening to your brand and essentially failing. But with with this, you have to segment and monitor everything you're doing so you know what works. So for example, I was running paid ads on Meta, so that's Facebook and Instagram for one of my clients. For four weeks, we literally just tested. I was running two ads a week. So I was running the ads for seven days and I was doing an A and B test on every single one. So we were just learning for four whole weeks. And yes, it was a lot of work, but we were testing the caption, we were testing the call to action, we were testing the creative, we were testing the music, we were testing the description, we were literally testing everything so that now we have the perfect customer, we have the perfect ad to run. And you really have to kind of go through that. Whereas if I'd chucked everything at this brand and we'd run influencer marketing, email marketing, paid ads, different content, we'd run a collaboration with a brand and we ran a competition at the same time. How do I actually know which one of those has generated sales, which one has or hasn't worked in the business? So it's so important to actually focus in and segment what you're doing so that you can actually stop and say, right, this is working, this isn't. And again, people don't tend to like to do this because it takes time, but you have to do these things in the short term to reap the rewards in the long term. So essentially, if you have a plan, you monitor it and keep doing it consistently, your brand will be a success. And essentially, failure isn't an option, right? Like right now for me and my business, Failure is not an option simply because I've probably got too much of a big ego. I'm too proud to actually say, right, it didn't work. Imagine after all of this, I just go back to a nine to five after I've slated a nine to five for the last year. It just, it's just not an option at all. So make sure then if you have a brand or if you are thinking of starting one that you don't fall into these pitfalls. So I hope you found this useful. And yeah, this is the reason why some brands fail and some don't. Now, obviously there are many probably other reasons and money is probably one of the biggest reasons in terms of investment and funds, but I'm not even gonna go down that road. But yeah, like I said, I hope this was useful. Please drop me a message on Instagram if you want to chat. You can get me at Badass or at Base.Brands. And please follow the podcast because then it just gets downloaded straight to your, I was going to say inbox. It's definitely not an inbox, but straight to your wherever you listen to the podcast. And please give me a rating um, because again, it just pushes the podcast out to so many more people. And I know it's really hard to support small brands um, and we don't always kind of want to do it, but it's totally free. And honestly, guys, every time I see a rating, every time I get a message from one of you, I literally glow inside and it makes me so happy. So 
Anyway, I hope you all have a great week. I am hoping for a more mentally resilient week next week. And so I will update you next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye.